You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. Sam and Steve are here quick again, May Day. Sam, why are we talking so soon? What the hell just happened this weekend? The Yankees are free falling, man. What's going on? What's going on is I text you on Sunday night after the Red Sox go up 4-3, and I'm like, yo, if this result holds with the weird series midweek, first off, this was this is our first emergency episode in four-plus seasons. This is our fifth season May doing the This is the first emergency episode in five seasons, I am declaring this an emergency episode. Let's get that out of the way first. Secondly, Steve, both of us, we both had the glass half full attitude last, last podcast. You know, Three, Four days ago, we were like, all right, let's play the Red Sox. Let's see what happens. It could be worse. It like, got worse. Like, <laughs> like, okay, the Tigers debacle over Memorial Day weekend happened. Whatever. They salvaged two of four against a white hot Rays team when that could have gone certainly a hell of a lot worse. And then the Red Sox come in. This was the perfect, perfect weekend to turn the corner. And, oh, my God, I cannot even – I've got a piece dropping tomorrow. I cannot even list everything that went on this weekend. I cannot list everything that's gone on this season. I'm out of words. We'll run through some of the numbers later on the episode. But just what – Steve – they had five extra base hits all freaking weekend. Two of them were Aaron Judge home runs. I remember when they used to get five extra base hits in one inning off of David Price and then Warren oh, Rodriguez. Yeah. We, we, we said we wanted 10 home runs. We wanted 10 home runs this weekend. We couldn't even get 10 hits. <laughs> yeah, good luck. You got two from one freaking player. It was a disaster for the Yankees. And the, the it's safe to say that the fan base and the – Every, everyone basically is is calling for everyone's head on the chopping block. Ken Rosenthal called it a systematic failure, top to bottom, fundamental issues within the organization. It is, I haven't seen this in, in forever with the Yankees. Yeah, I truly haven't. Um, but the Yankees right now, they are in fourth place in the ALEs. They just got swept by the Red Sox. I believe this is the first time they were swept in Yankee Stadium by the Red Sox in 11 years. I'm pretty sure that was that was what they showed up there. I, and it was nearly I hope I got it wrong because I couldn't even believe that's what I heard. The it Yankees, was nearly the exact dates too. It was right. It was right before my eighth grade graduation, which was on June 9th of 2011. It took place from the sixth to the eighth of 2011. I Steve, I have a weird memory. I remember that for some reason. June sixth, to the eighth, 2011. They the Yankees have they won nine straight, I believe, versus Boston at Yankee Stadium going into this weekend, and to get swept by that by that team. The team, look, the Red Sox are playing great baseball right now, um, and I'll come out and say it, I did not. I picked them to finish fourth in the AL East, and right now the Yankees are sitting in fourth in the AL East, so I look like a schmuck. But it is just it was not pretty. Um, you know, we went in there, Mike King Friday night. Just, just could not deliver uh, right off the bat. Boom, three-run home run, first inning, and the Yankees never had a chance of, of coming back um, uh, on that night. Saturday, 
night. We both talked about how, we, hey, we haven't mentioned Chad Green much on this podcast. He's been playing pretty well. Ah, shit. He just gave up four runs in a tied game right in our faces. Uh, and, and then Sunday. Uh, Sunday. There was a lot going on on Sunday. Uh, but the Yankees, you know, they fought their way back. They got there. They, they Glaber Torres with a huge extra base hit. One of the, like you said, one of the, one of the five extra base hits they had all series. Uh, then just the, the ums decided to get on my nerves. And then just calling a ball that was in the parking lot uh, on Rugnet or door. Um, and then losing in extra innings. It, it just, it was the perfect icing on the cake for what a shit weekend it was. Um, so we're just going to talk through it. We're just going to kind of go through a little venting session here. What can the Yankees do? Can the Yankees do anything? Do they got to fire everybody? Do they got to call up some guys? So we're just going to just roll with what we got from the episode here. Uh, Sam, fourth place Yankees. Uh, I saw this on on Twitter today with the Talking Yanks guys. If you are GM of the Yankees and you had to make three moves, let's say you have to make three moves tonight before they play the Twins, what are the three moves you make as, as GM of the Yankees? First, I'm going to call up Estevan Florial, see what he has in center field. Uh, Brett Gardner in center field every day in his late 30s just isn't cutting it. And with the Aaron Hicks injury, Hicks wasn't playing well before he went down, but he can't play center field every day. We got Tyler Wade out in center field. The Yankees need someone. Florial, arguably, would be getting rushed. He was already up here for a little bit, but... Yeah. Give him every and, and day. And struggling a little bit. Little struggling a little bit in AAA. So I think the big concern there is if he's struggling in AAA, what's he going to do in the majors? But to your point, what are we doing in the majors? So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what matters there? Yeah. Like, what's Brett Gardner doing in the majors? Like if he's hitting, if they're both hitting 190, like, I don't know. Do you, would you rather have, so you, you're saying you'll take the risk and rather have Floreal hitting 170 in the majors or 150 in the majors? than just throwing Brett Gardner out there every day, which I think is fair. I, I, think. I have to – give me a week of Floreal in the majors. Let's see what he Let's see what he can do. Let's see if he, if he has plate discipline. Let's see if he can get on base. The Yankees need production from outfield spots. So I uh, just to, – to, that's I think that's a, a, a good move. The Yankees need to do something with the outfields here. Um, by, by Not counterpoint to it, not to go against you all episode, is that uh, Eric Kratz – you know, former Yankee legend, uh, uh, backup catcher. He said to bring up Trey Ambergi. I definitely mispronounced that, but I can barely read. He's batting 400 for the Yankees in AAA. Now he's more of a corner outfielder, um, but if we're going to give someone a young sh- a, a chance here, maybe let's give someone who's at, who's performing better in in AAA. He's got five home runs on the year. He's hitting 400. He's got a OPS of of 1200. Now again, Yankees highly unlikely to do that. Given that you know they they always play their their forty man roster uh, pretty pretty tight here, but either way, I think if that's your first move, I think you got to do something in the outfield, um, and it's going to be an eternal move. We'll get into possible trades later on, but yeah, you, you can't you can't throw Brett Gardner out there every time. And then the bigger issue I have, kind of just sticking with center field here, Sam, is if you're going to put Aaron Judge in center field, which I'm fine with. He showed that he could handle it. Didn't have that many balls to play when he played out there, but if the if the repercussion of playing him in center field on one game means that he can't play right field the next game, then don't play him in center field. Because then you're taking away John Carlos Stanton, who obviously is shit in the bed since coming back from uh, the injured list. But you need Stanton in the lineup every day when you're playing the Red Sox. And if you play Judge Friday uh, in center field, and that means he's got a, or whatever day it was, Saturday in the center field, and that means Stanton can't play Sunday, 
what are you doing? Why are you going to take out your, your – you can't hit the ball. As a team, you can't hit the ball. Give me a chance with Stan to hit the ball. Um, so I, that's, that's you know. So obviously, I think a move has to be made in the outfield there because the the mix mashing with Judge uh, of DHing here, while we have Stanton who say, they say is healthy, and I'm gonna call, give it back to you, give you credit. You said he's not healthy, and either the Yankees are lying about it. So maybe this is part of the issue here. Is Stanton is actually it's not it wasn't an Aaron Judge can't play the field move. It was Stanton was not ready to play Sunday night. Yeah, I have maintained that the entire time. You mentioned the point last episode that he had no rehab games. This is a gripe that we're going to get into later in the show about a certain guy. A lot of Yankees fans, including myself, have publicly I feel like this would be your number. You're you're hinting at your number two move if you were GM. <laughs> but I'm looking at Friday night's lineup when it comes out, and Miguel Andujar. We highlighted him on the three up of last episode. He's hitting the cover off a ball, home run in two straight games. Can not in the line. Miguel Andujar at age 26 is? Are they physically incapable of playing seven games in a row? Are they physically incapable? I, I mean, is somebody asking these questions down there? Because I'm not. You have one of your hottest hitters. He's you know tearing the cover off the ball the last five six games, and he's out of the lineup. Uh, he can't play seven games in a row in the series that was basically a season-defining series this weekend. I, I think they have an opportunity to turn things around in Minnesota, but who knows? Season-defining series, and one of your two hottest hitters, one of your three hottest hitters, is out of the freaking lineup. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you? It's so tough. I agree. Like, hey, should needed to be in the lineup on on Friday there, um, and it's so tough when you're you're juggling. Three outfielders for two spots, let's say, and, and Gardner and Duhar and Frazier. And in theory, you can't play all th- – I mean, you literally can't play all three in, in a game because you're not going to have – you know, I mean, they, they've been throwing it out there. But if you can have Judge – if you have, if Judge and Stan are healthy, that means one of those three has to be on the bench. And if you're not going to play Judge in center field, that means you're, you're, you're tossing up and Duhar and Frazier. And the Yankees just every, week, every day seem to be making the wrong pick. Of of who they're playing and the lineup just continues to struggle. Um, they're throwing darts at, at a board here for a lineup and it's failing every time. Let's get a consistent lineup. Look, the playing the Red Sox, Alex Cora is playing mind games with the Yankees and he does it really well. He had the exact same lineup every game this series and he had a DH hitting leadoff who's batting like a buck twenty. He's laughing in the Yankees' faces here because Aaron Boone can't make a, a, have the same lineup for more than two innings. So maybe I think what I want to see is a consistent lineup. If you're look, we're losing anyway. Give me the same lineup for seven straight games. Like let's get some consistency going here because you got players that that aren't getting into a rhythm, aren't getting into a groove here, playing two every three games. Look, Stan's been basically day off playing, day off playing, day off playing. Six of ten games since he was been reinstated. He started six of ten games since he was reinstated the Friday of the Tiger series, and he didn't do anything Saturday. He got off Sunday, and the Yankees are off on Monday. They're off again on Thursday, so he's going to get absurd amount of days off here. You have to get Stanton has to be in the lineup on Sunday night baseball. I don't care. It's ESPN national game, all the all this shit. You need Stanton in the lineup. So if he can't be in the lineup, um, then you need to come forward and be like, well, Judge isn't healthy enough to play right field after playing center field, or Stanton isn't healthy enough to be in the lineup two days in a row. Like enough with the bullshit here. Give us give us something here. I know you don't want to tip your hand or whatever the hell, but like. This is ridiculous. 
you got a team that's struggling to get in the lineup. Um, so we'll see what happens there. The outfield, I think, is, is like we said, it's got to be one of the first moves here. Um, give me uh, what second move you make. The second move I make is general manager of the New York Yankees. General manager? Oh, 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 as, as, oh I'm, sorry, I th- I'm sorry. I thought you were right. You're already GM. Sorry. <laughs> what is your second move? Steve, I called on Twitter. I was tweeting about, I was tweeting stuff on Sunday night more than I have in the last month. Sammy tweets was out and out. (laughs) I think, I don't know what the deal with Aaron Boone is. I know he had some health issues. I don't want to speculate here. But when I see Phil Nevin barking, coming back from a Philly, man, he was going at it. When I see him barking for his players and Aaron Boone is sitting there biting his thumb. Uh, when I see, and this is my biggest issue, I get, I'm not blaming for Boone for guys underperforming. That is the heart of the Yankees' issues. But, man, I see guys mentally checked out every night. I mean, look at what happened with Sanchez last week in the base running. Look it's at a daily the, occurrence. Look at the DJ pop-up last night. You know, a miscommunication between him and Frazier. It's June Frazier's been up most of the year. We're having miscommunications, or excuse me, starting mo- most of the area of miscommunications. This is like 11-year-old stuff. There, There is fundamentals getting messed up every single night. And we've seen rough offensive stretches over the years. We've seen rough pitching stretches over the years from the starting rotation, the bullpen. But I've never seen this mental stuff until this year. This is a new concept to me. And I see Aaron Boone... Like I said, when Odor takes the pitch in Queens, he takes it for a ball, and Aaron Boone is just sitting there. I'm questioning some stuff about Aaron Boone. I'm questioning if players are still buying into what he's saying. I don't know what he's saying to these players. Uh, All of his press conferences are the same thing. I think Aaron Boone has passed his time, and I'm not the one to – fire a baseball manager right away. I'm not the one to bitch about the baseball manager, but the Yankees issues, they run deep past players underperforming. Um, and I question it. If some guys in like the Torres errors in Detroit, I could go on for days and days. Like read this for a sec. The F- Fox put up a graphic on Saturday night on the broadcast. The Yankees have been thrown out on the bases 28 times. It's a full game. It's more than a full game. (laughs) Have been thrown out 12 times at home plate. Only 24% of runners who reach base score. I'm not putting that last stat on on the coaching staff. That's due to underperformance. But they've been thrown out on the bases 28 times. Thrown out at home 12 times. Both of those lead the majors as well as the percentage of runners who reach base score. Being the least of the majors, 24%. There's – I've never seen – we've never seen this issue with the Yankees. And quite frankly, it's not a lot of issues. It's issues that a lot of MLB teams don't deal with. So I'm calling, and I wouldn't be – I'm not being MLB the show GM here. If they lose the first two in Minnesota, or or God forbid – Boone sees the third game after that, I think you're going to have legitimate 
I, I think there's a good possibility with an off day Thursday, two game series over the weekend in Philly, that I for some reason paid money to be at both games uh, <laughs> because I'm a sick person. But I think if things go south in Minnesota, it was a move. Listen, I don't know if I. I, made it I think night. I agree with you. Like there, I mean, every people have been calling for Boone's head since the the day he got the job, and and. Um, and now more than ever, it's, it's, it seems to be like if you're going to do it, you got to do it like do it now. And I've been um, a staunch defender as of you. I'm I, I, I'm, I'll be fully honest. I, I'm still against it. So I'll, I'll stay on that side. I'm against it. I think you can make other moves here if you want to make shake things up. Um, look, he, get, he has the support of the players right now. But if you're going to shake things up for me and the Yankees, it's going to be with some of the coaching staff. It's going to be maybe a Marcus Thames. It's going to be, you know, some other some other aspects of it. It's you know maybe you promote Phil Nevin more to a third base coach. Maybe you, maybe it's Carlos Mendoza as a bench coach, and you make Phil Nevin your bench coach now because you don't want him on the field given the the, the rough year he's had. Um, so it's it's all it all makes sense. I just the Yankees aren't an organization that makes these types of moves. And maybe that's why they haven't won in, in a long time. So I, I could I fully can see why people are like who cares? Any manager can do what Boone can do. Fair. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that. Maybe that's possible too. But if any manager is gonna do the same as Boone, then why would the Yankees change it up just to change it up? Um, it makes sense. You, you see it all the time in sports. You simply make a change to make a change. Um, I, you know, it was, a, it was a great quote by by Mark Cuban after they got knocked out in the NBA this week here when they asked if he was sticking with his head coach and he was like, yeah, absolutely. I am. I know we can do better as a team. I know our players can do better, but like the grass isn't always greener uh, on the other side. I'm not making a change to make a change. That's a, it's a completely different situations there. They're, they're in the playoffs. They just got knocked out by a very good team. The Yankees are basically a 500 team right now. There's still two games over 500, but they're playing way worse than a 500 team right now. So yeah, maybe it's time to cut Aaron Boone loose. It's not fun to see his, his bench coach is getting thrown out uh, instead of him on, on that Rubnet or door play. Cause you know, or Odor couldn't argue literally because one, it looked like he was in shock and two, he's the, he's the last man on the bench. If he gets ejected, there's no one to play second base. We're putting Kyle Higashioka at first base and moving DJ LeMayu back for back to second base. So he can't get ejected right there. Um, so I don't know. I'm torn on it all. Like if the Yankees move on from Boone and, and, and you know, I don't. Well, I don't know if it worked. That's that's my my hesitation is what what's what's difference is it going to make? You got a two hundred million dollar payroll here. Um, it, I'm one of the ones where maybe it doesn't matter what the manager does, um, but the Yankee. I don't see the Yankees playing better under Carlos Mendoza if he becomes the head coach. Because who are you bringing in? You're not going. There's going to go out Buck. I, you know, I'm sorry. You're not getting Buck Showalter. Did you see John Dostromsky suggested he, that? Every, every time anything happens with the Yankees, they suggest bringing Buck. There's a reason Buck's not in there anymore. Buck is an old school player. Maybe that's the Yankees need the old school thing. But the Yankees, you know, just changing Aaron Boone and then bringing in Buck doesn't change the philosophy of the Yankees. Doesn't change the way the Yankees make the line. Doesn't change the way the roster is constructed. Uh, so I don't see that that working from just. I think they're going to clash too often, and that that's just not going to be helpful for this Yankee team. It might spark them for a little bit here, but I think at the same time. Aaron Boone could spark them for a little bit too. So it, it's, I would be shocked if it happens just because it's pretty simple. I tweeted out this morning, Hal Steinbrenner is never selling this team. Brian Cashman is likely never getting fired. Both of those guys believe in Aaron Boone. They believe in the process. They believe, yes, you, you got to watch with your eyes, but the Yankees put pen to paper and, and this is how they run their team. 
And right now the paper shows this team is underperforming in every aspect of the game. Coaches, managers, players, GMs. And uh, to me, the simple solution here is just play better. And it's a stupid solution. But you got guys here that are are not playing to the back of their baseball card. Um, and the pitch, some of the pitchers are. The pitchers are doing great. That's why the Yankees aren't 10 games under 500. Uh, I just don't know if making a, a managerial change 60 games into the year with a team that's over 500 is going to be the solution. Yeah. You're... Look, we're, we're uh, and I, I know, I know. I'm. I would. I don't care if people scream at me all day that I'm. I'm a Boone defender. I love Boone. I get it. I, I am to my own fault here. But what are you going to do? Carlos Mendoza becoming your 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 head coach ain't going to do shit for the Yankees. I was honestly thinking, well, maybe not with the circumstances that they face this season. I was thinking Phil Mevin. Look, I like Phil. Like, dude, like Phil's had a great story, great year. Um, you can't, you can't put that guy the pressure of being manager of the Yankees with giving all of his health concerns. You're gonna kill the guy. Yeah, I, I do agree. That's the, that's why I said, given the the health concerns from this year, but this goes back to, and we're both on the same page that the number one solution to turn the Yankees around is to have their hitters hit the ball, <laughs> known to hit play better if that doesn't happen it doesn't matter what the yankees do my frustration it's it's that simple my frustration and a lot of people's i know you're frustrated by this too the the mental lapses you you know night it's embarrassing after night it's which 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 makes me go back and i was not a joe girardi you know fanatic i thought he was a good manager a big reason that three and a half years ago, the Yankees moved on from Joe Girardi, or excuse me, did not renew his contract at the end of that 2017 playoff run, was due to Gary Sanchez. Every report was about how Girardi dealt with Gary Sanchez. In three-plus seasons now, I have not seen it. Have you seen Boone, you know, angry at any one of his players? No, it's just not not his demeanor. Never was as a player... I think he got ejected like twice as a player ever, and he's been you know ejected more as a manager, um, and given us some awesome moments for that. But it's an out of character move for him, and that's kind of what the Yankees wanted. That's what Brian Cashman wanted. You ever see Brian Cashman get mad? Like never in his history. He, they, but the, but baseball is a game, a mental game, and you need that spark. Look, Judge even said it. Like he says, like, hey, that gave us a nice spark when Phil Nevin and Mendoza got tossed, even though <laughs> Marcus Tibbs just threw Mendoza under the bus. Clearly, he was the one screaming at. I gave us some great, great video there. And then just was like, oh, you're not throwing me out? Never mind. Good. I'm going to shut up now. He just threw him under the bus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I am – I'm just looking at this. And, you know, Ken Rosenthal dove into this today in his column in The Athletic. I, I thought a little overreaction. You would, you would think reading that that the Yankees were 20 and 40. Yeah, I, I – do agree with that, and they're thirty-one to twenty-nine. Look, they control their own fate here. And the goal is to make a, the playoffs. They're two games out of a wild card spot right now, with a hundred games to go. <laughs> they've got a golden opportunity here. They face the and granted, we said that when they went and faced Detroit, and they got their they, asses swept up there. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, but you're right. You, the Twins and Tigers have the same record right now. They're twenty-four and thirty-five. Philly's like not said, not playing great. No, it's and the Yankees are going to have a lot of fans there. I don't care how bad the Yankees are; there are going to be a lot of Yankees fans there. 
So this is the week to turn it around. If stuff is still bad next week, um, then, then I'm going to be thinking about real problems. I'm already thinking yeah. about real problems. No, no, I, I mean, agree. And it, dude, I guess kind of the, the bad thing about baseball is that there is so much time. Like, you know, if we're talking, if we're, you know, we're not even a third of the way through the season here. Um, and, you know, there, there's just so much time to get right. Where if it's the NFL, it's like, yeah, you got to fire a coach after week three or four, man. The season's about to be over. You can't come back. Even the NBA, the NHL, you get a bad start. Your season's over sometimes. Um, but we've seen it here so often lately. Like, look, the Nationals were, what are they, 19-31? and 31, And they went on to win the World Series. You, I was gonna mention that. Like uh, it's it's annoying. To, it's not annoying to mention, it, but like it's a it's a fact. Like there's so much time left in baseball that if the Yankees play like they want to play, like if they we they play like everyone thought they would play, that they're still gonna. That means they're they're gonna win 90 games this year, at least, right? I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta have a, a nice good stretch. But two weeks ago, this team won what seven of ten, six in a row too. They, they yeah. finished. We're two weeks removed. Fifteen days removed. From a sweep of the White Sox, who had the best record in the American League, they had won six straight. They, they won went, the final three in Texas, the Kluber no-hitter. We're, we're 15 days removed for that, and they lose two or three to the Blue Jays, and it's really been the train has gone off the tracks here. They have lost, going back to that Blue Jays series, they've lost 10 of 13 games. Uh, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. But we're 15 days removed for that from that uh, series against the White Sox, who had the best record in the American League. And I don't know where that went. They were pitching. They were situational hitting. It's just all gone out the door. And they haven't they won been facing... eight series in a row. But the yeah, the went... Yankees won eight series in a row. And, we're, we're, and now we're talking about them being the worst team in baseball. And it, the, the pitching was phenomenal during that stretch. I mean, we didn't give up a run. Uh, so it, it's always been it's not it's always been the hitter's job to to make it work here, um, but we we proved that we have a solid solid pitching here that they won eight series in a row. Like I don't care how bad you are, like you're not going to find bad teams doing that. So law of averages, it, it should come back. Um, but the question is, does you know like is it too late then? Do the Yankees just absolutely shit the bed the rest of this month, uh, and then by July it's useless? So. I don't know. It's tough to do here. And, you know, maybe that's what the Yankees try to avoid here is let's let's stop the slide here, change it up with Aaron Boone let, like like you said you would do. Um, and if he turns it around, it, it's great. But I think whoever comes in and turns it around, it's going to be simply because the players hit and played to their potential, not because of the manager. So that's why I would stick with Boone because I'm a loyal loser um, and you would make the change. And I think it's fair. I think, I think it's completely fair. So we'll have to see. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't see any chance the Yankees do this unless they lose 10 in a row, 12 in a row. If they were slumping, it's one thing. But this, like Rosenthal outlined, I included some moments in my piece that will come on Tuesday. The, The mental lapses, the base running mistakes, this is like stuff that Major League Baseball teams don't deal with. So I am questioning, one, if guys are mentally there when things are going bad. And two, if their boss is getting through to them in any way, shape or form. I, yeah. Yeah. That, that last question that I just posed there is a no for me. I don't think he is getting through to these guys at all. Gary Sanchez is 
arguably, and I know he's been good at the he's plate. He's actually been playing good lately. <laughs> he's been playing good lately, but I use him as the example because of the Joe Girardi thing from three and a half years ago. That I'm putting him at the forefront because, like I said, Girardi was moved on from, not renewed, because of, in large part, due to his how he handled Gary Sanchez. And yeah, his and he probably and, went, he, I would say he butted heads with Cashman directly. You know, they said they had a fine relationship here, but I, I can see Joe Girardi being, you know, I can see Aaron Boone being more complacent and just being like, all right, I got, I got you, Cash. I got you, Cash. Where, where Girardi probably fought back a little bit. And it, maybe it was a little power move by Cash. Be like, hey, I, I want my I want my puppet, and we're going to go from here. They, I mean, the fact that they both had to come out and be like, I'm not the puppet. And Cash went in the same way. as like, he's not my puppet. He makes the lineup every day. Um just kind of shows that that's exactly what they what they become. They become two buddies, um, where it shouldn't be like that. There should be a, a, a boss employee mentality, all the way down. It should be that from the GM to the head coach to to the players here. Where just it, like in a regular working environment. Yeah, and instead it feels like we got twenty five players hanging out with their buddies who happen to be GM and um, and manager, and maybe there, there's a lack of fight there. We gotta. You know, throw a scorpion into the into the into the office and see what happens, and maybe get rid of Boone. Is that is that scenario? So, we'll obviously keep an eye on it. It'll be the biggest news in baseball if Aaron Boone is fired. Um, but I don't I don't see it. So unless unless Sam becomes GM the next week, I think Aaron Boone will be here through through the year. Um, do you have a third move you'd make? Do I have a third move I'd make? I'd look anywhere. Do you, do you, you know, can you pick just one move instead of? I'd look anywhere. First, I'd bring up Florial. Two, Can Boone. Three, I'm already on the phones. If I'm Brian Cashman, maybe yeah. if I'm not, maybe if I'm not doing something next, like the Yankees aren't getting Jesse Winker or, or to tell Marte tomorrow. I mean, it, it's just not happening. Um, I'm glad, perfectly glad you brought those two exact players up because yes, I think that's been the popular third thing is make a move. Make a move here. Unfortunately, the worst time in history to make a move is when everybody says to make a move. The Yankees are going to got their fucking balls wrapped around a vice grip here with anyone that's going to try and make a trade with them. Why would you trade with the New York Yankees when they're free-falling? That makes no sense here. Um, but I agree. That's the thing. Cashman's got to see what you got. Like, you're not going to get Marte. The Yankees... And, and my biggest thing here is the Yankees don't really have the prospects to land some of these guys that people want. Exactly. How are we going to make this trade? If someone like Marte comes on the market, there's going to be other teams with better farms that are that taken from the Yankees, even if the Yankees overpay. Yeah. Who are you giving up? Like we don't have that many top prospects. Like look, our top we're not giving up Dominguez. Obviously, he's untouchable. Our second prospect, according to MLB right now, Clark Schmidt hasn't thrown a baseball all year. Hurt. Debbie Garcia got shelled first two games uh, this year in the big leagues. Is back in AAA. Then you got you know Oswald, Oswald Peraza, Lewis Gill, Austin Wells, Lewis Medina. It'll take all four of those guys to get Marte. So you're gonna trade your 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 four four best prospects, um, and that still might not be enough because there might be someone who's willing to give them a top fifty prospect that the Yankees don't have. So all right. I, it's it's that- just I I agree. You got to get on the phones, but is there an impact? It, it, is there an impact player the Yankees can actually acquire? That's a very, very fair question. I was mainly getting to, like, if I'm Cashman, like, they already have to be 
And now, granted, if the Yankees punt the rest of this month, have a June like the Mets did in 2018 when they go 5-21 and 21 or whatever, this is going to be all for, you know, this is going to be a moot point. Yeah. But he's got to be making calls. Uh, if Or excuse me, if I were GM of the Yankees, making calls, getting guys to scout my farm games maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but I do not think the Yankees are getting any of these uh, blue chip guys unless they are maybe they'd have to be willing to dip onto the 25 man roster would be talking maybe Miguel Andujar, Jordan Montgomery, or yeah. And I, and I don't know if, to that I don't, I don't know like, if they'd get, I don't know if they'd get that aggressive to land one of these guys. Um, and I, I've got to keep like Harper. I throwing in Duhar in a deal doesn't do much for me. If I'm one of these teams, if you're a team like the pirates or the diamondbacks, you're not looking to contend this year or next year. You're looking three or four years down the road, and I'd rather a 19, 18 year old than a 25 year old. I know that that I know can't play the field. So, how much of an impact does adding a Clint Frazier or an Andujar really make for the Yankees? So again, if you're making a big, big move here, it's going to be talking about trading G, uh, Glaber Torres, which I think should be off the table. Um, you know, who who are the real prospects here? Not prospects, but like I think it's really tough to balance the teams that are going to be wanting players that can play now or the teams that are looking in 20 to, for 2025 players. Um, and sadly, the Yankees don't have those blue chippers in the minors, and they really don't have impact players to, to make a difference here. Like, who are you getting that you can trade Clint Frazier for that's going to be better than Clint Frazier? And that's not saying Clint hasn't been playing good here, but if you're adding Clint Frazier and a couple prospects here, you're probably getting someone who has the same potential as Clint Frazier. So why would the Yankees make that move? See what I'm saying? Absolutely. I was. It's just a really tough spot to be in, and that's yeah. why you know, people say Brian Cashman's job is so easy. Um, I, it's crazy to uh, to once you think about it and write it out and think about players that are available. It's really tough to see a match for the Yankees, even when the Yankees are going to have to overpay. I understand they're going to overpay. Look, they gave up four players for Jamison Tyone. He, he's been not great, honestly. But look, and they wanted Musgrove too. And they, the Yankees said they tried to make it a, a, get a two players from Musgrove. But look, the Pirates got five players for Musgrove. So if, we're, if Yankees are looking to make a deal, we're talking four or five players. They don't have a farm for that. And they're the Yankees, like you said, they're going to have to overpay. And they're, they're still... they got their pants down right now. They're 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 free. they just got swept by their arch rivals. Like no one's going to be like, hey guys, you know what? Hey, take this guy that we think is really good. Just give us a couple guys back that no one knows about. Like get the fuck out of here. That's not how it works. Yeah, and I see Jesse Winker all the time. I see, you know, Marte's been a popular popular name uh, in the last 24 the hours. The, I've seen Joey Joey Gallo for years. It's and, but no, and, the, and if, it, if there is, is a, if there is a move that happens, it's going to be when's the last time the Yankees made a trade that like Twitter was like, "Oh, the Yankees should do this." Like the Yankees don't do that. They trade for guys you're like, "Oh shit, didn't see that coming." Like when they got Michael Pineda um and stuff like that. So it, it's going to be interesting to to see what the Yankees do at the deadline. More on that, it's, I think, uh, was it maybe in the Rosenthal article or someone else? Is like, w- w- will the Yankees be willing to go over the luxury tax for one of these trades? And if they do, does it really 
make a difference? Like, is, is what's the point of going over the luxury tax if you're still going to be the same caliber team? Um, so it's going to be a balance for for Hal here. Look, Hal's. What are you going to do? I'm not going to argue about Hal because he, that's that's he's the owner here. It's like arguing about James Dolan. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to live with it. Um, but I, I don't see him watching this team and being like, oh yeah, if we make one trade here, we're immediately going to be World Series contenders tomorrow. And that, that trade doesn't exist. And if that trade doesn't exist, then why would he approve going over the luxury tax? And it was the same case for this offseason. They gave the six-year deal to LeMahieu. They added those two extra years. Rosenthal mentioned that in his piece. They, that was to stay under the luxury tax. Yeah. The goal was to stay under the luxury tax heading into this year. And I, I don't see a player out there that that go over it for now. Everybody is... Uh, on MLB Network the other night, they were talking about Max Scherzer being available. One, obviously the Yankees don't have the money to, the, the, the prospects well. to do that. Two, the, the Max Scherzer doesn't hit. Um, the yeah. best trade the Yankees can make, and we're on the same page about this, is their own hitters hitting better. And if we thought Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was a make-or-break series – Oh boy, what is this week coming up? Because they've got a golden this if they can't get on track against the Twins and Phillies and go 4 and 1 in these games. I'm not sure things are ever getting better. This is I think they are finally hearing the music. Uh the Blue Jays series was a tough one because they dealt with some injuries. You have the seven inning doubleheaders that are always tough. Uh, they lay an egg uh, against the Tigers. They split against the Rays, which we were both on the... Which I was happy with. <laughs> yeah, I, I was too, especially after the first game. And then you get this series against the Red Sox. Everybody had their eyes on them, and they were like, okay, it's time to really get on a roll. Win two or three, you know, sweep the series even, and they get swept get the in their own ballpark. I it, it was it was tough to watch and we were talking about this today before we came on I saw every single pitch of the series unfortunately um well you saw goodness. more than the umps did I'll tell you that much oh yeah you're you're Those damn right about that losers. um but I I just don't <laughs> I think the team is finally hearing the music after what happened then if, if they're not hearing the music if people in that dugout are not hearing the outside music after what happened this weekend that's a whole separate issue but yeah I'm, and, and sam i think let's let's go into a couple couple players here just because that's you know like we usually do here and you mentioned dj and you mentioned the contract and you mentioned the extra six years um everybody was loving it got best player back mvp candidate dj the man who shit the bed versus the red sox this week all around he is becoming a singles hitter. He's batting 250 this year, 100 points under what he was doing at this point last year. His power's gone down, and and to the, the 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 cherry on top was was not making that play on Sunday. And you said a miscommunication between him and Frazier. I disagree. You had a. Well, goal. He's got to get the glove on it. I. I he did there, get the glove on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he he did. It was that's a guy like Lemayhew. That's his that's ball. It. Um. 
you, you, he knows that Clint Frazier doesn't have the range of a right fielder out there. He knows that Chris Gittins, who we'll mention in a second, is in his third major league game. He calls everybody off very loudly because you can see Grit, uh, Gittins dive to you know make a make a beeline to the right, and you even see Clint Frazier if you watch the the wider shot of it staring at DJ LeMayu and like come up and start jogging a little bit here. DJ is the captain of this infield. It has been for 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 the past three years. He called the ball. He dropped it. Shit happens. DJ's been awesome for the past two years. He's struggled this year, and, and that was it. It was he at least had the glove, but uh, he's made a few errors this year that are uncharacteristic. And he, they didn't give him an error. And the one thing that A Rod got right calling that game on ESPN was saying that that's ridiculous. That's obviously an error. He called everybody off, and he got his glove on the ball. He dropped the ball. Like that's it. Yeah. That's it. Like that's I don't I I understand like yes, if Aaron Judge was out there, he probably takes over, but like Aaron Judge wasn't out there. It goes back to what we talked about 20 minutes ago about why he couldn't play uh right field. DJ was out there, called him every off, got the ball, and then made the final out of the game with a ground ball, which he's been doing a ton this year. It's it, what it's, a lot of people in the lineup have been doing. It, yeah. it it's you know, we talk about we really went into the baseball aspect in this whole is the ball different and i think it dropped a week after our or excuse me a day after our episode not to you know take anything away from what the yankees lineup has been especially uh lemayhew who's gone from slugger to singles hitter uh, and no extra base hits, it feels yeah, he like. He had 36 home runs in his first 170 games. And the if he, if, if games he, the Yankees. If he had like four home runs and he was hitting 280 and he was slugging 20 points higher than he was right now, I wouldn't care. If, yeah. if his home run numbers took a dip, we talked about this last week, if his home run I was expecting dip, that. I was expecting that. But I wasn't expecting yeah. him to his batting average to take a 100-point dip. Yeah, I was thinking 280 and, you know, an OPS of, you know, 85, 86 points and maybe a little bit higher. But, I mean, he is a singles hitter and it's not the player the Yankees paid for this offseason. But, again, double plays a huge story of this weekend in the 10th inning. Miguel Andujar, leadoff walk on Sunday night and he hits into a double play. It was it's crazy. the Yankee. It, it was it's crazy. the Yankees first of the game. Did you read the sports illustrated report that the substances going on the balls and what's yep. going to be happening? And, and I'll believe it when I see, believe it when I see it, I'll believe it when I see it too. But again, all of this stuff going into the ground and it makes sense. It make the the time. We've said it a few times here. It makes sense that there, the the additional spin rate, the additional movement here, it, it makes sense that it leads to more ground balls across baseball. But the Yankees are smacking the shit of the ball right into the infield here, and they're not producing late. Like how? Like I need to. I didn't pull it up here, but DJ LeMahieu in the seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning of games this year has been terrible. He's got five hits in the in like the eighth inning on here. He's in the, in the eighth inning and ninth inning combined, he's got 40 at-bats. He's batting like 110. He blew, he blew another clutch situation against the Rays uh, in that series. It was in, the ninth, it was in yeah. one of the innings with the game's tied. And he had the chance to 
tie it last night. Or, and or look, it, and I mean, look back to the, the playoffs versus the, that, that, that first round series. We were like, oh, DJ's coming up in the, in the late innings. Psh, guaranteed hit. Like, it wasn't even, it was, it was like a joke. It was like he guaranteed he got a hit if the Yankees needed a clutch hit. Um, and it just hasn't been happening. So, look, six years. It, it's a long contract here. Um, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's been struggling like everybody on this team. The dude's a robot. Go, go plug yourself in, get charged up, and figure it out, and have yourself a great second half, you know, great second two-thirds of the season here. Um, because you, you can't be you can't be the Yankees' leadoff hitter if you're hitting like this. And DJ LeMayo, sadly, there's no other option. Um, but the, he's, he three hits versus the Red Sox. All of them were, were singles, four strikeouts, and, you know, a nasty 0 for 5 uh, on Sunday night. Yeah, he he makes the three down list uh, for. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a twenty five it, down. It's a twenty seven it, down list. Twenty six, twenty eight, I guess. Twenty six players: Cashman and Boone. You're all on the down list. It, end of discussion. <laughs> we'll give we'll, we'll give Judge the exemption. He is, yeah, okay, he fine. Home runs. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll give we'll, we'll give one player on uh, on our up list it, it is Aaron Judge, who did hit two home runs, two of the five extra base hits. For the Yankees this weekend, and I think Tor- it was no, it was Arshela, Torres, and Sanchez are the other yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, the Arshela home run. I remember that. Yep. I cannot, and this is another stat about this season that, that has been from hell in the first <laughs> sixty games. They have two or less, two or fewer extra base hits in thirty-seven games 37 37 out of 60 games they have two or less extra base hits that leads mlb yeah and they lead mlb in games of less than three runs three or three or less runs they're in the pirates go keep alternating back and forth every time they play a game because yankees can't score more than three and 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 then the company of yeah yeah and the other great, they are the only team in baseball to not win a game when they give up five or more runs. We're talking about the Bronx Bombers here. They can't score. They used to be, all right, we give up five, give them up in the early runs. Who cares? We're going we're gonna to hit some home runs and, and, and come back for this. That's impossible. Yankees get behind, they never come back. It felt like Devers' home run on Friday. Game over. Game yeah, over. Smoked it. I mean, I, I mean, seriously, though, that – one but, that I, deflates a team in a big series, a three-run home run. Two, it felt like it felt like game over, and, and and it was. The Yankees scored two runs that night. Devers had more with one swing in the first inning, and and the Yankees can't hit Nady Evaldi, who came in with a ERA over four, which is not what it used to be in terms of what pitchers are in this area. What what they're not uh, with the new ball year to year, yada yada. But it, it's it's like. I felt like I was outside enjoying a Coors Light, and I see 0-2 pitch fucking meatball right down the plate to Devers, and it's going 6,000 feet. And I'm like, <laughs> with the way the Yankees' offense is, game over. Struggle. Struggle, struggle, city. Um, I, what else? I, oh, we I got, like I mentioned, uh, um, Gittins here. Made his MLB debut. Tough spot to come up on. Um Everybody's been calling for his name for, for a while here. Give him a shot. Mike Ford's been terrible. Uh, all, all for the change here. It was an easy change. Throw Kluber onto the onto the, the 60 IL and bring him up. I feel bad. 
he, he struggled, man. <laughs> he, he did not get a hit in his first three games. He's uh, he struck out four times, including three times Sunday in a couple big spots. Um, but like we said earlier, give me a consistent lineup here. Keep throwing him out there. Keep throwing him out there. Let him get a hold of one and send the ball. Because we know if he makes contact, the ball's going far. He just he just hasn't touched the ball yet. <laughs> yeah, just a bit on Gittins here. I have been going, well, they're not in Trenton anymore. Whenever a Yankee was rehabbing with the Trenton Thunder, it's 30 minutes up 295 for me. Easy drive, dad and me, cheap tickets. Uh, beer's cheap for a ballpark. It's minor league baseball. Some of my favorite nights ever seeing Yankees rehab at the Trenton Thunder. Pettit, Jeter, yeah, A-Rod. Nice. It's I fun. saw A-Rod bat flip off a double, double A pitcher. That was my favorite memory there <laughs> in 2016, a couple months before he got released. Chris Gittens, it feels like, was with the Trenton Thunder since I've been going there since my freshman year of high school. It's, he's, been, he's been there a while. He has been or not now he wasn't this year, obviously. But he was but the MVP. He was a training. He was the, th- the double A MVP last year. I mean, he. It feels like he has been in double A for eight years, nine years. But I agree. Let him get a hold of one. They said when he. I mean, I've seen him down in Trenton. I've seen him get a hold of one a, a few times. He is a Chris Carter type of player, and I know Yankee fans ooh, might not want to hear that. But, I mean, he's a, he's a big guy. He'll walk, he'll strike out, but he'll also put a hold into one a few times uh, every several games or whatever. I mean, he's a big guy. He took some big cuts this weekend. But I agree with you. Leave him in there. I know the Yankees uh, have issues with strikeouts or whatever, but they also have issues not hitting home runs. I'm looking at your home run tracker every single night. It's depressing it's, to do it's, it, Sam. It's zero. zero <laughs> it's zero. It's like, Jesus Christ. God in heaven. I mean, leave him in there. If he strikes out six times. At least it's not a double games, play. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's only one out. It's like we're, we're, we're at the point where, where the double plays have gotten so out of control. We're celebrating strikeouts because they're just one out. Yeah. But and I agree. Was... Leave him in there. He'll get, he'll get a hold of one eventually. Yeah. Uh, I saw a good thing. Uh, I'm going to pull it out on Twitter here of just the Yankees launch angles. have, have decreased pretty, pretty significantly. So far this year, over the uh, the past few years here, and it makes sense because they're hitting the ball in, into the dirt more often here. And you could, you know, I, I every all the all the, you know, old man yelling at clouds here of Yankees got to play old school baseball, stop the home run, all this crap. And I've been saying it from the get go. This team will will turn it around if they hit more home runs. It's simple as that. Hit more home runs and, and stop hitting the ball on the ground. It sounds easier than the Yankees are proving it to be, but. Everyone, everyone big on their on the Yankees team. Their launch angle's gone down. Glaber's gone That's, from eighteen to fi- eighteen to sorry, 15, eighteen to fifteen. Stanton eleven to eight. Judge has been pretty consistent there. Gio Urshela, surprisingly enough, has cut his launch angle in half. Uh, and Duhar's cut his launch angle in half, and that's not good things. That's not oh, is this, is this, this is what you people wanted, right? Stop focusing on launch angle and exit singles, velocity. Singles. Look, this is what this is the result here. With the shifts here, the, the shifts left and right going around on everybody, those balls become outs. That's why That's why people are focusing on launch angle, people. That's why, because you need to get the ball over the infield. So the Yankees need to think more about this. Like, go. You're already so deep into analytics. Go deeper. Go deeper. If there's a time when you, you have a better chance. I thought it was a phenomenal stat from Tom Verducci on Saturday. That I, I, maybe, maybe you heard this too to confirm that I got this right. 
But 92% of the time, if a pitcher throws a fastball on the middle of the plate, it's a strikeout or an out. That was that blew my mind. 92% of the time, if your first pitch in a bat is a fastball, dead middle, it ends up as a strike or an out. So, wow. Yankees, start hitting fucking first pitch fastballs. Don't worry about working the count. You, if, if Tom Bertucci is telling us that, he said like three times. that, that that's, And they said that the Red Sox are leaning into that. Just throw it. First pitch fastball over the plate. Chances are you get them out. And for the Yankees, it makes total sense because they're not hitting shit right now. But that's what the Yankees should be focusing on. Hey, if you want to guess, guess first pitch dead middle. If you get it, you better hit that ball to Monument Park. I agree. And that, that that's actually, I was away from the TV. You know, I had it on mute on Saturday. We had the Bruins on. But first pitch you only. Me- you mentioned the old man yells at cloud. We want less home runs. We want more singles. And I didn't even look at the hit total and inning-by-inning total from the games this weekend. You brought it up to me before the show. I am too distracted by the horror show of OPSs in the right column of box scores that many of them don't even touch, you know, 750. I mean, (laughs) the overwhelming majority don't. Um the Yankees out hit the Red Sox 11 to 7 on Sunday night. You want more singles? That's that's Great. You get, more you double know, plays. F- five runs on 11 hits. The Yankees had two extra base hits on Sunday night baseball. The Red Sox had four extra base hits, two home runs, and it's really not a surprise the Red Sox won the game in extra innings. So, you want more singles? Enjoy more double plays. Enjoy losing 6-5 games when you have five runs on 11 hits. Yeah, uh, that's fucking Yankees, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't believe it. I feel like we could go on all night long and describe the issues with this team. I think we covered many of them in our first emergency episode, but this was... I never want to have to do one of these again. No. And the, the next I, emergency episode we're doing is that the Yankees won the World Series. It, it might take 50 years for us to do that at this rate, but that's the next time I want to do it. And Steve um, and I are coming on here, you know, 15 Bud Light THD. <laughs> yeah, and, I, it might be me talking to a wall thinking I'm talking to you because I won't know what planet I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, but so let, let's end it with – let's try and be semi-positive, if at all possible here. Um you said easier schedule coming up this week. It's all on the road. Maybe getting out of Yankee Stadium is is, is a good thing here for the Yankees. Get away from the New York media a little bit here. Uh, so they go, they face familiar foes here. We got Michael Pineda, Jay Happ up there, um, and then we're going to go to to here to here in Philly, and we got you know Joe Girardi and Didi Gregorius. So a lot of familiar faces here that Yankee fans are probably going to be, especially in in, in Philly, going to wish we're still in pinstripes. Um, but opportunity, there, there's there's always opportunity here. For the Yankees to, to to turn it around a little bit, you don't got to win every game. You just got to win the next game. Uh, Thirty-one and twenty-nine. Uh, when the Yankees were fifteen and fifteen, I think I said that this better be the last time we talk about them being five hundred. They they need to have a winning week here, or we're coming back next week and we're talking about the Yankees being under five hundred. We can't let that happen. The the Yankees needs need some wins. Um, and like you said, like we said just start hitting the ball. 
Start relaxing more. Get in the thing. Get in the. Get, I don't even know, man. That's what Marcus. <laughs> Tim, that, that's what Marcus Tim said last week. He said the hitters need to be more relaxed and everything at the plate. They're trying to do too much. Well, I don't it's think not that. Working. <laughs> it's not working. I mean, it's not working. Marcus Tim's is a, is a that he's my likely candidate to go. If there is a firing this week, I think it's going to be him over Boone. Um, but let's take take you know take a look. I think Garrett Cole, huge bounce back game from Garrett Cole this week. You know, did not have a good week when the Yankees. I mean, if you want to talk about the the downfall of the last couple games here, we had a chance to steal a series from the Rays with Garrett Cole on the mound, and he gave up four runs, five runs. So you need a huge bounce back uh, night from Garrett Cole. He goes on on Wednesday against um, old friend. Uh, didn't pitch for the Yankees, but he's a, a name that'll ring familiar with a lot of Yankees fans. Randy Dobnak, uh, the Uber driver that started yes. Game Two of the 2019 ALDS against the Yankees when Didi hit the grand slam. Um, so, but it said I'm nice. So we got yeah. that. That's a Tuesday matchup. That's the Wednesday matchup. Tuesday, um, Jordan Montgomery versus Michael Pineda. Montgomery, look, if we want to talk one positive of the past five games, Montgomery pitched awesome versus Tampa. That's the last time the Yankees won a game. So Montgomery, become like Andy Pettit. Become that stopper. Become the guy that when the Yankees need a win, the Yankees always had a lefty stopper. It was Andy Pettit. Then it became CeCe Sabathia. The Yankees rarely lost. When if, if the Yankees lost the previous game, Andy Pettit and Sabathia on the mound the next day, you could bet the Yankees win that game. That's what Jordan Montgomery's got to become. And if he could do that, he's going to have a, a job for the Yankees for a long time. So go out Tuesday night, become that stop, that lefty stopper for the Yankees, and then let Gary Cole uh, dominate on Wednesday. That the Yankees need these next two games here. Focus, like I said, one at a time here. But win this series, the first two games, needs to be a lock. Has to be. And because they've got a TBA for Thursday. And that would <laughs> that would be Michael King's yeah. turn. I think I think he deserved I think he deserves another shot. Uh, he, he, he settled down. He settled down. Yeah. Granted so. his offense didn't help him a lick, but I I'd yeah, I think it will. I think it will be turn. King. I think the Yankees, similar to um, the lineup here, give me a consistent lineup. Give me a consistent rotation. Uh, Make let King go five, six starts here. Gar- Garcia wasn't really doing it those first two starts here. Um, so let let King go here. We got you know they just transferred Kluber to the sixty. So he's got we got some time, um, and we'll go from there. One more piece of positive news: Luis Severino is throwing some heat and some a ball this week. Uh, he was touching, touched 98, but averaged about 94 miles an hour on the fastball. Not bad for his first live action here. Um, you know, I, I, do the Yankees start pushing him more uh, because Can they need this? Can he hit? Yeah, that's true. Can he hit? I, I do remember him taking some hacks in, in National League play. So we'll see that. And then we got National League play. The stupid DH is gone. So we won't see Stanton Saturday or Sunday either way. Forgot about that lovely little piece of information. So Stanton's got two days off there. So Stanton's going to play. He better play three straight games in Minnesota or I'm going to lose it. Oh, me too. I mean, he's got Sunday off, Monday off, three straight games. He's going to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He's going to have four days off. He better play three. Like, And the Yankees, when you think about it, going to Citizens Bank Park, their first National League park of the season, I always used to go to the Red Sox-Phillies games with my mom uh, from Boston, big Sox fan. Uh, Ortiz used to be able to play first base a little bit. And I'm thinking of this in late game, how Aaron Boone can fuck up 
strategies or fuck up situations. We'll, we'll see it. I, I've always said that the double switch isn't really that hard, but Boone might try and prove me wrong this weekend. They're going to – I mean, when Stanton pinch hits, they're going to be burning two – you're burning two players there. With yeah, Stanton oh, absolutely. So, so. so good point to keep an eye on. We'll, we'll see them there. Um, and look, we got you, Tyone is going to be on the mound. He, he's played National League his entire life, uh, so he, he at least knows how to swing a bat. But if I'm if I'm the Yankees, given what we're at here, don't even give the pitchers a bat. You talk analytics here. Eliminate the chances of them getting hurt. Do not let them go up with a bat. Can you? F- I, I that should be an option for American League. It should be an option for all teams. Forfeit. Just just forfeit the bat. <laughs> like, we'll you know take the strikeout. How, you know how pitchers can. They don't need to throw four balls anymore. <laughs> yeah, send the pitcher forfeit the at bat. I mean, I, 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 it's not a double play. As I'll keep saying, it looks it won't be a double play. Um, so we'll, we'll see what the Yankees do there, and we'll we'll try and jump on after that. Um, Sam mentioned he'll be at the games in Philly for any any Philly residents there. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I can bring my child if I get permission to go to the games. Uh, so maybe we'll uh, me and Sam will be there. Having a having a drink, watching this these these Yankees here, hopefully turning it around. But we, we passed the hour mark already, Sam. I, I think that's enough to call it quits on the emergency emergency podcast. Let's let's not like you said not have another one of these again. If you listened through this whole thing, you probably added to your frustration. You're probably telling me that I'm an idiot for keeping Aaron Boone. Uh, but Sam gave his three moves he'd make for the Yankees Yan- Yankees immediately to uh, to turn this ship around. We got we got sixty two. No, sorry, we got one hundred and two games left of Yankees baseball. This is either going to be a really long summer, or, or they turn it around. And it's going to be fun. There, there's no middle ground here, Sam. You're right. There's nothing more that I love than coming home from whatever I did on a certain day, <laughs> going out back, cracking open three or four cores lights, and watching a Yankees game, whether it be by myself or you know with a couple friends over here. That is, that is like the pinnacle. That and golf, like and the beach, like trademark. Oh, Kenny Chesney too. You can't forget him. <laughs> those those four things are like a staple of my summer. If the Yankees become unwatchable, I, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll try, you know, getting a girlfriend for once in my life. Maybe I'll be forced <laughs> to do that. So, uh, that's just perfect. End it there. The Yankees either win or Sam has to get a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's episode of podcast and in pinstripes uh, appreciate you guys staying with us all this time and uh, hit us up on twitter at angel steve 89 or sam at real underscore sam mars uh, and gothamsports.com for all your new york sports thing needs sam's got an article dropping on tuesday morning here so check it out and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week <laughs>